kind of. Are you listening? Ho, 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 ho. Um, Forget. That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. It's like you, you thought about just going for it, but then you realized you're yeah. not going to go for it, so you half-assed it is what happened. I really, I, I, I didn't even half-ass it. It was like quarter-assed quarter <laughs> it. <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we take a different album from a different artist or band or whatever and we break it down. We find out all the secrets about it and we let you in on those secrets. We try to have a good time doing doing this. Um, I don't know. While you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, go to Spotify. Give us five stars. Uh, you know, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link. And uh, we have a phone number you can call. You can uh, leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. So with that being said, what are we doing today? We, we are doing uh, B-sides from Pinkerton. <laughs> How to put that. <laughs> We're doing... Pinkerton B-Sides from the Weezers. Formed in 1992 in Los Angeles, California, by Rivers Cuomo on vocals and guitar, Matt Sharp on bass, Jason Cropper on guitar, and Pat Wilson on drums. They currently have 15 full-length records, three compilations, seven EPs, and have sold well over 35 million copies worldwide. But the album we're doing today, or I guess compilation we're doing today, is are the B-sides from their second album, Pinkerton, which came out September 24th, 1996. 
A lot of the songs that we're going to be talking about were recorded between September 1995 and June 1996, but didn't make the cut for Pinkerton. And the band members include Rivers Cuomo on vocals, guitar, Pat Wilson on drums, Matt Sharp on bass, and Brian Bell on guitar, as well as a few other uh, session musicians. So... With that, mm-hmm. what uh, what's your origin story with the Weezers? Go. I don't. I, it had to have been from camp. I, I I really don't know at this point. It's it's um it's been so long. Like it's been so yeah. long. And I remember I remember counselors doing skits when so like eight seven eight nine nine eight one two three four. So yeah, like when Blue Album came out, they were doing skits on stage of uh, the sweater song. They were doing like the Hey Man. Like you see the party after the show, but it was like, hey man, like you going to the, the the campfire tonight or the dance tonight? Like you know, let me just goofy shit you do at camp. And I remember yeah. I remember them playing the guitar and doing that stuff, and then I don't know, like that's that's like earliest memory I have. But I didn't really start listening to Weezer well enough to to really comprehend what's going on until like Green Era. Green Era for sure is when I I liked Weezer. Cause I like blue stuff, like they were poppy and it was fine, it was catchy, but I didn't, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. Pinkerton, I, I didn't get into it way later, and then Green was was when I really got into it, and then immediately went back to Pinkerton and loved it. And so, whenever Green, when did Green come out? Like, oh, ninety nine, Green two thousand. I had it been like two thousand, two thousand, maybe two thousand one. Let so I know, I think it was two thousand. Yeah, two thousand sounds probably about right. It was um, 2001, May 15th, 2001. Okay. So, yeah, well, so like basically like right before high school is, is when I got into Weezer, like religiously. And then all through high school, Pinkerton was just, I was just enamored. I, I could not get enough of Pinkerton all through high school. And uh, <laughs> fucking just to this day, like Pinkerton is not just like my favorite album of all time. Honestly, I think Pinkerton is like the the best thing that humans have ever created musically. I really do. <laughs> Straight up. It is it is the peak of musical existence on earth. It is it does not get better. And and not only does it not get better, but like how it transformed into Pinkerton, all those steps, like step A all the way to step Q R P, those are all equally as great. Which we'll talk about mm-hmm. these B sides. They're fucking fantastic. Songs yeah, from the Black great. Hole, fantastic. All these ideas that are just oozing from rivers at this time is just the creativity n- knew no limits. It just yeah. They, yeah. they knew no limits, and and I mean he's just a very emotional guy, and and I think after Pinkerton flopped and and people made fun of him, I think that he, uh, with with the exception of of everything will be all right in the end. He has never he has never achieved anything close to Pinkerton, fair in any fair, capacity. Fair, fair. So um, I don't know. I, I I guess like my real my real introduction was was Green, because that's when I went back and listened to Weezer. I think I saw or um, I, I saw Green when or I saw Weezer during that tour for the um, that fucking the the first show they did for K Rock. It was uh, over in the Glen Helen Pavilion. Oh, you saw that early on. God, what was it called? Inland oh, Invasion. Um, yeah, yeah, the K-Rock Inland Invasion. Inland Invasion, yeah. It was super early. And, um, yeah, I, I was like, oh, dude, this is the band that sings like Hashpipe. Super dope. I love it. I love this guys. And and seeing them live, and, like, that whole show was amazing. That that was when festivals were really fun. 
and cheap. Yeah, and, and, and the lineups were solid and yeah, amazing stuff. So yeah, um, I so I, Green really is my your origin. Yeah, I like I've I listened to him beforehand, but Green is when like the light switch turned on. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I yeah. get that. All right, so my origin story, uh, really, I think I think I probably heard Buddy Holly here and there, but never paid attention to it. Just didn't care. But the the moment that really kind of made me realize like Weezer was a band and I actually liked it was Hashpipe. And it was the world premiere of the music video on TRL that that really I realized, oh wow, this 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 band's really good. I've never heard of them. And it was that stupid fucking video. The the sumo wrestling video. Oh, those hands. TRL. Those hands. Like I love the yeah. hands. <laughs> I know. And I remember thinking it was just it was so it was something I never heard because it was very heavy and I was very into new metal music and punk music at the time or, you know, the little bit of it I was very into and hearing something that crunchy and heavy was so cool. But then hearing like the falsetto uh, vocals just totally threw me off and it was just so unique and it still is a very unique and different song. But that was my origin story with Weezer. But then after that, you know, I, I liked Island in the Sun but I never, re- I never got green. Maladroit came out. I loved Dope Nose. I recorded that music video on a VHS tape. I would watch Dope Nose and also keep fishing all the time because the videos are so cool. And then, yeah, I just I never listened to a, a full Weezer record until I would have to say Make Believe came out. I think Make Believe was the first Weezer record. I, no, Blue. No, I can take it back. Blue was the first one I ever heard in its entirety. And then it was a long time before I even listened to Pinkerton. Much like you, I, I took me a long time to listen to to that particular record. But once I did, I was I was instantly hooked. But yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of my origin story. I just wasn't that into Weezer early on. It took a while, definitely took a while for me to get into it. But I love them now, yeah. for the most part. I love them. So anyway, I mean, they're, they're, they they are my favorite band because they put out my favorite album. But they're for sure a band that that have done things that I really really dislike, but they will yeah, always be true. my favorite band because, like again, they they put out something that just is so far beyond good to me that <laughs> they they have to hold that spot as like the best thing ever because Pinkerton is my god. Every time I fucking listen to Pinkerton, I swear to you, it's like the first fucking time I listen to it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I I can't get enough of. it. I really cannot get enough of it. I get it. I I totally get it. It's it's shockingly good. Shockingly good. <laughs> I will say the first time that you and I ever saw Weezer together, which is the first time I ever saw them, was um in San Diego at the sports arena and we saw them no not the sports arena, it was at the college. The food and they opened Yeah, they opened up with they opened up for Foo Fighters. That was the first time we had ever or I had ever seen them. That was a that was a really cool show. Yeah. That was when Rivers uh, ran from us. Yeah, yeah, we yelled hey, at his neighbors, and he looked at us and boom, took off, bolted, just fucking sprinted away from us. And that's, I mean, honestly, that was th- him doing that was better than him coming over and saying hi. Yeah, but Pat, Pat came over and and talked to us. Yeah, Remember that. Yeah, that was super rad. But I think anyway, yeah, that Pat's mm-hmm. great. That that, that Pat's that's great. one of the few things. That's one of the few things I still hold on to, is uh, a, a signed drumhead from Pat Wilson. By Weezer, it's on my oh, wall. Oh, you got it from Nam. From Nam, yeah. But he was remember he was just walking around, and we had got the drum I wasn't heads. There. Was I there? 
You weren't there? Was no, it? I was there. I was there. No, you're right. I was there. I was Because we got there. drum heads from, uh, from whatever booth it was that, that made the drum heads. There was a drummer signing at that booth. And like, yeah, oh, damn, I yeah. just want a drum head. That's fucking cool. And so then we waited in line. Yeah, you had to have been there because we waited in line just to get the drum heads, but didn't want the guy to sign it because we didn't really care about whoever was signing it. <laughs> yeah. And then it just so happens we ran into Pat Wilson, who was the drummer for Weezer, and he was just like looking at guitars and shit. And I was like, dude, Pat. He's like, yeah. It's like, fuck. And I was just all, you know, a few times I've been kind of starstruck by people. And he, I asked him if he could sign a drum head, and I still have it. It's awesome. I love think, it. I think we also met Pat. I think we met him at a booth as well. Because I, I think we have pictures of you and I with Pat Wilson, but it's at a booth. He was, I yeah, think. I, I think he was at the booth also with uh, with Scott at the same time. Cause, was it? Because okay. Scott was signing stuff, and like that's when I got my, my green album signed by Scott <laughs> and Pat. <laughs> and then I gave it to a friend of the pod, Joe, at some point. Um, <laughs> I would like to have that back. I'm going to text him. Um, but yeah, they, like that's like Scott's so cool, man. Like He signs an album that he wasn't even on. Like that's yeah. Oh, that's just very that's very humble. And obviously, he's the the worst member of the band because he's the newest member. But he's been there longer than anybody else. Than any other, yeah. any other bass player, I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what your what your question was. I I, was I had no there. question actually. You you just brought that up, but I just I get so excited. We're doing Pinkerton, man. Kinda. Well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, we already did Pinkerton, the actual album itself. So anybody listening now. You can go listen to that that episode. It was a, it was a really great episode we did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're just doing the B sides, ten or ten B sides really, uh, from Pinkerton. And uh, we already did play. I just threw I just threw out the love of my dreams, and so let's just get into that. What do we have on this one? Where does this sit for you? Because I assume we have no stinkers, right? No, I don't have any stinkers for for these B sides. Um, th- not all these B sides are created the same or are, are uh, hold the same value. Um, some yeah. of these I, th- I think are okay. Are, are, they're fine, not good Agreed. at all. I, but they're, they're not I bad. have seven bangers. I got seven bangers off this one. Good, good. I because I, I was worried for a minute that you weren't going to list this as a banger because it's stupid if it's not. Well, a Well, I didn't even say it was a banger. This is stupid. How do you not think this is a banger? I didn't say it wasn't a banger. I didn't. I just didn't say anything yet. It's just you just okay. So this what what what, <laughs> so what, what B is, is this, this for you? you? No, what, what B is this for you? Uh, obviously, this, this is a B. This is my one B. Okay, oh, you're stupid. so stupid. How you're can it not be? Guy, how can worst. it not be just the best song on out of these? Walk B-sides. into traffic sometime. That's what I want you to do. Oh oh oh! Also also, I wanted to say, if anybody is curious, listening, where you can hear these songs. They're all on the the Pinkerton Deluxe on Spotify, Apple Music, and everything. But if you want a more concise playlist, I made a playlist on Spotify and YouTube, which I have put in the description of this particular episode. So you can just click those links, and it'll go to your Spotify or YouTube playlist, and it'll play these specific songs. So there you go. Made it it a lot easier for everybody. The links are there in the description of this episode. So go do that. So now, back to I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams. Where does this sit for you? So, like, I'll just on these rankings, this is this would be like my two B, I guess. Ah, oh, stupid. No, it's not stupid. It's that's the only the fact. <laughs> it's, that's how it should be. This is um. This was a B side of Good Life. The Good Life. <laughs> so good. And uh, <laughs> on on Rivers, just for whatever it's worth, on Rivers, like handwritten notes. It, it was t- it was originally titled "Love of My Dreams" instead of "I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams." Is "Love of My Dreams." So, kind of gives it a little yes. more. A little more context, a little more deeper context, specific context, I guess. Um, but it features Rachel Hayden on vocals, 
And um, I know her. She was in a, in a band that she has a band, but I know her as a as a as a touring member of the Rentals. She was in yes. like a bunch of Rental stuff. Her and her sister did a lot of stuff with the Rentals. So that's how I know know her mostly for her sister. But then she toured with the Rentals, so that's how I know her. But um, well, even even the Rentals, from what I was reading in two thousand six, when they when she was touring with the Rentals, they would play this song all the time. Well, you have to, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking to. rad. But her sister, Ten years after her her sister, I mean, this Petra Hayden, Petra, yeah, something like that. Yeah, Petra Hayden. Um, but I, I I don't know. Like I just don't love my dreams. It's it's a it's a cool, cool on. It's a cool little. Uh, God, it swells in almost instantaneously. That and it's heavy on the synth. It's heavy in the moog. This is like a perfect song of like the rentals meets Weezer. Like if 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 these two concepts worked together and made a song, it would be this one. And that's exactly what it is. And like my favorite part of this is the fact that it's just Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. And then at the like kind of like the last the chorus there, you hear rivers. You hear rivers in the background and he's letting those yeah. like he's he's really getting <laughs> he's really getting in there and like straining his voice. And I I yeah. God I melt. I melt. I fucking melt. Because it's so good. <laughs> his background vocals are fucking great. And they they played the Weezer played this live. I think it was 2011. I don't know if you watched that video as well, but she came up on stage and she she sang the song with them, and that was really cool to see. It was really cool to see. Yes. What is that? 20 or 15 years later? Yeah, you know, 15 years later, and I don't know. It's super rad, and people fucking love this song, and rightfully so. The song is absolutely killer. So it's 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 funny when you think about like diehard fans, like Weezer fans are never are never like mentioned quite often in like the upper echelon of diehard fans like Volta fans or Tool fans but yeah, yeah. like Weezer fans are 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 there and they've been there since like day 1 and Weezer fans are just as diehard if not more diehard than anything else like anything else just because Weezer the band itself has just such a, a close knit relationship with their fans so as the band grows, they allow their fans to be a part of like that growing process. And they're very open about everything. Like I said, rivers, you know, hit the message boards constantly. And at early shows between blue and then like, even like Maladroit green era, the band members would show up to like meets. So like the, 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 the fan base of, of, of Weezerpedia, which is now Weezerpedia, but it used to be just like Weezerfanclub.com or something. They would have like fan yeah. meetups before the show. And fucking Pat would show up. He would just like hang out and like they so go to in and out, and and or like Brian would show up or or Carl who who's like essentially the fifth member of Weezer, or like even yeah. like Rivers would do it the least amount because he was the most shy, but he would still show up. They they hey we're meeting at fucking Chili's before the show, fucking Rivers is there. And like they would show up and hang <laughs> so out, and cool, sit man. at the table and eat lunch with them, and then go play the show that night. Like this is this is a band that as they grew they allowed their fans to be part of that growing process, which is just. It's unheard of. It is. It does not so happen. Unique. It does not exist. Yeah. Nobody does this. And there's that's, no. I don't think there's there's any other popular band, or big commercially popular band that does that with their fans ever. Even at the be- even in the beginning, you you never hear bands doing stuff like this. And for and, sure, and, not when they blow up overnight like Weezer did. Yeah. With Blue and and kind of bringing it back to like you know the 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 Weezer fans are never talked about. I think one of the reasons is because they're not 
douchebags. They're not gate, yeah. gatekeeping the band. They're oh, not sure. pretentious jerk-offs like Tool fans. And a lot of Mars Volta fans are the same way. They're fucking gatekeeping assholes. And it's obnoxious as fuck. I mean, I love the Mars Volta, obviously. And I'm in all I'm in, you know, all the forums and all that shit and I do all that stuff, but some of these people in that these groups are fucking dumb. Dumbass motherfuckers. Yeah. Tool fans are the same. But yeah, Weezer, it's just like much like the band, they're just kind of there. They they don't they don't make waves. They just kinda go with the flow. They don't want to be seen or heard. They're just kinda there. Yeah. And it's kinda it's cool. I love it. And then it's dude, Weezer just been a band that has just been plain old people for so long. <laughs> like they are that's that's like the best way to describe Weezer, just plain old people. Like that's all yeah, they are. Just absolutely. fucking even even Rivers just just like you, you know he wants to be a rock star and he probably still doesn't think he's a rock star, even though he is a rock star. But yeah. he's he's still just plain old people. Fucking plain old people. It's true. I mean and even their one of one of their famous ca- uh catchphrases are if it's too loud, turn it down. Yeah. Turn it it's so, it's so vanilla. It's so, ah, I love it. It's so endearing. God, Weezer's just they're they're so great. They were so great. They're still great. They, yeah, say. they're still they great. Are. Yeah, all the little they side still put out some pretty solid stuff. All their all, all their secret shows they did under, under like Goat Punishment, where they play like at the Roxy. Oh, that was so cool. And they fucking yeah. oh, as Goat Punishment or, or any of the other names that they put under and, and sold tickets for five dollars <laughs> and. You know, thousand people showed up because word gets out quick on the message boards. Yeah, yeah. God damn. What was the um, what was the Nirvana thing that they did? The Nirvana they were like they did they did a Nirvana cover thing. Yeah, that was that was as a go punishment. punishment. They did go punishment. They did half Nirvana songs and half Oasis songs. Oh god, which sucks. Oasis part, yeah. Yeah. But dude, they killed. Yeah, they fucking killed Nirvana Nirvana songs. They slay Nirvana songs. So good. So, so good. I'm getting chills. I'm putting my arm up as, as if you can see <laughs> me, but you can't. So that's fine. No, I can't. That's your Even though we have cameras, we, we we could we could literally be doing this podcast literally, video, literally. but literally. literally be doing this online. That's the best impression <laughs> that I have. Terrible. Never Using gets better. Queen's English. Never gets better. Queen's English. Never. No, gets it's better. never, never. Yeah, I she, wish we could. We I wish we could do our accents like that one girl we found on TikTok. Oh God, that's um, so funny. Yeah, Pete we'll post that on the socials. <laughs> <laughs> she um, so 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 Rachel Hayden also yeah. also uh, supposedly did her part in like one take, right? Shows up like late at night at the studio, fucking bangs it out. She's done, and then she also claims that she was never paid for the song. Mm-hmm. Which, which for one, like this is a B side. You're coming in here. I don't know how much you should get paid anyway. And it's not True. like this song is making a lot of money because it's a B-side. And it's not like it was widely released on anything except for a deluxe version of Pinkerton. But it seems weird they didn't pay her because Rivers is very, like, by-the-book type of guy. I, I agree. Like, and I thought that was I weird. Th- I would have thought they would have paid her, like, 500 bucks or $1,000, you know? I, I For sure. Dude, dude went to Harvard. That, like, come yeah. on. Like, like he probably printed up. He was probably printing up, like, a 100-page thing that covers <laughs> all of his bases in any possible scenario. I know. Like the legality of it just seems like a giant oversight. Yeah, a huge oversight. Weird. It's bizarre to not pay her, considering how how popular this song is. But then it's also cool to see like she claims she wasn't paid, but it's cool that she she goes and performs the song with the band in 2011, 15 years later. That's rad. Like there's no hard feelings. It's just something that she said. 
when a lot of people would be butthurt about it and bitch about it and sue the band. So, I feel like there's that. So so like structurally going back to the song, I feel like when it first yeah, comes yeah. in, when it's I'm so tall. I feel like that it, it's rang out a little bit. Like the drums come in, Pat comes in, the boom. And it's like, I'm so tall. And then it goes into the song. So there's a little bit of a brief like extension of, of her voice just kind of like ringing out a little bit. And then we go into the yeah. song. And the song's super easy. Like the, the drum beat's super easy. It's it's slow. It's very deliberate. I love it. But that beginning part is just, I like the way the moog swells in, the way she starts it off, the way Pat hits the drums, and then they everybody like continues at the same time. Love it. Love it. It's love great. it. Love it. This is, but this is like straight. This song is straight up cookie cutter pop music because it's it's literally a loop. The melody is a loop, yeah, over and over yeah. and over again. But I, it's such a great melody that it doesn't get tiresome. It, it's just that good. It's so bouncy and just positive sounding. And dude, I, I I fucking love it. I fucking love it. And this was and the this keyboards too. Are, are the synth and keyboards in the song are? I think. The way they accompany everything else is just perfectly done, which a lot of Pinkerton is that way as well, the main album. But with her voice mixed with the the synth and the keyboards, I, I just think it works so well. On this like song. anytime you can get that kind of contrast, and, and usually it's like a, a male or female type of thing. But Rivers is a really, really good singer. God, like Rivers mm-hmm. is like a perfect musician all around. It's irritating. But yeah. like anytime you can get any kind of contrast, um, with two different vocalists, then it's always going to be good. And even though Rivers can hit those high notes really, really well, he can also go the low notes really, really well. It's always fun to hear like that that female vocalist come in to to opposite the male vocal, and it's great. Absolutely, always I mean, look, fun. Look at look at a song like "Go Away" off of "Everything Will Be All Right in the End." I mean, the the back and forth between him and I forgot her name right now, but do their back and forth is unbelievably good or even the song i think it's what is it miss sweeney off of red the, yeah, one of the red. deluxe songs like that that's an am, truly amazing song too like he can he could do anything like and just make it sound so fucking good even, so fucking good it's even even when he did even when he was featured on the bob song that that song magic i got the magic oh yeah me. Okay. he specifically says like like he knows how to make a track turn into gold like he's, he's talks about like Timbaland, how Timbaland knows how to produce a song to make it fucking go platinum. Song. But then like Rivers also on that Bob song, he talks about how he knows how to like every time I touch a track, it turns into gold. Like he knows, like he fucking knows, like he's smart music wise, marketing wise. Like he knows, he's not an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Really I agree. Is. I totally agree. But All yeah, right, this. So do this we have a- this I have what? so much about that. You can't. I, half of my notes aren't even done yet. I'm about this just one song. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I was going to jump into the lyrics, but how, yeah, how, what else you got? How much did you read? How much do you know? How much do you want to hear about song from the black hole? So, I so I made a conscious effort not to read too much about it. I know I already know quite a bit about it, but I made a conscious effort not to read about it because I would like to do songs from a black hole as its own standalone episode. Can't. It's. I mean, that's it, why it's. It would. That would be. Dude, that would be so fucking. Dude. That would. Be, that would be fun. And I, I'm so down for that. We would have to do that because taking because there are like a little over half the songs are taken from that out of context. So what I kind of wanted to do with this this particular episode is just to kind of talk about the songs, kind of outside of that concept record, because we can go down this huge rabbit hole of songs from the black hole, but 
I feel that record, that unreleased record, has to have its own episode. It's too big. It's, it's too important. It, well, it's, it's just too big. Like, it's way too yeah. big. And we wouldn't, because it was never finished. It was scrapped, and it was pieced together, and it was chopped. So it, it, yeah, yeah. the only other record I can think of that that has ever been so sought after by anybody just wanting to hear something that will never exist is is like smile like the the beach boys album before oh, like okay. brian wilson went crazy and, and, and scrapped it and we got like smiley smile which is great but like these are just these are albums like that conceptually that just sound so fucking good that just sounds so amazing and then like the snippets we hear of b-sides or outtakes or demos you just you just you you think like oh my god i want to hear this in its entirety and song from the black do, hole yeah. is something that will never happen but my God, I love I love talking about it. I love getting into it. I love I love being reminded of what could have been. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have to touch upon it, but I don't feel like we need we should go in depth because there are too many songs. There's too much to talk about. And and like a lot of songs from the Black Hole became uh, Pinkerton. Like yeah, yeah. Like uh, get you tired of sex. Like these are songs that eventually went on to be on Pinkerton. So, exactly. Exactly. I don't. Um. Yeah. I, okay. So like this. This was a song that was going to be on the song from the black hole. Like this was. Yes. This yeah. was was it. This was uh, like you know about the characters and that opera musical play thing, that was song from the black hole. This uh, this had Rachel playing a part. I think he wanted her. He wanted somebody else originally, but then he transitioned mm-hmm. to Rachel playing a part in this this uh, this opera was, uh, that he had. Maria, right? Maria was the the character, if I'm not mistaken. She was gonna Rachel was gonna play, was gonna play Laurel, who was the, oh okay, that's what it was. But who was uh, opposite Jonas as like the love interest of Jonas? Jonas would would um like this one specifically had had the character Jonas, um who plays the captain of the ship or whatever, that was mm-hmm. destined to travel through space. Um, but this one, this one is about like how Jonas had a one night stand with Maria, and then like realized he loved Laurel or Rachel Hayden. And then he tells Rachel, and as they're kind of like contemplating whether or not they should be together, we should get married. Uh, Maria comes and says, "Hey, I'm pregnant." Like that that one night saying we had, "I'm fucking pregnant, bro." And so, <laughs> even though even though like they both want to be together, they they don't be together, and that's like the, that's where I just threw out the love of my dreams thing. It comes from, like he's so into me, I love him, I, but I I can't, I just can't do it. I can't be with yeah. him, and that's that's because why. They, that's yeah, why. I'm sorry. That, that's why I love the the revised title of "Love of My Dreams," as opposed to like I just threw out the "Love of My Dreams." I threw out, I just threw out the "Love of My Dreams" as a better representation of what the song's about. Absolutely, absolutely. And because throughout the entire song, she talks about like how much she loves him and yeah. and just how great of a person he is. But then she just feels it's very she's very guilt ridden about having to you know end the relationship, throw them out, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's a really sad song, honestly, considering how, how poppy and... Probably, this is honestly the 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 poppiest, you know, happiest song on the record, or on the B's, out of the B-sides, but it has some of, like, the saddest lyrics because they're both ending something that neither of them want to end. Like, they're both... They, it's It sucks. It really sucks. You feel for both of them, but then you realize Jonas, too, is kind of like a dirtbag, and... You know, let you know his lustful, you know, ways take over. Man, it's just so like Jonas is Rivers. 
Like that's yeah, yeah. Jonas Rivers wrote this this whole thing because Blue blew up, Blue blew up. <laughs> the Blue album blew up and got really popular. And Rivers was was like, I don't I don't know how to ha- I don't know how to handle the fame. I don't I don't I don't particularly like it. I don't like who I've become. And so like Song from the Black Hole was essentially Weezer's like or uh, Rivers' rebuttal to being famous. He didn't he didn't li- I, I don't want to say he didn't like it. He just didn't know how to handle it. And so he he kind of like felt that he was not being himself. He was a different person, so he wrote Song from Black Hole and then eventually became Pinkerton because he discovered that 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 uh, Madame Butterfly that Puccini opera thing and whole different like 180 there. But like yeah. Jonas is just a whole nother thing. I Jonas mean. is rivers, and it's like <laughs> songs from the black hole is is about like Jonas, he, like spearheading a, a a spaceship and going off into space and and star trekking himself out there and, and exploring things. And that was like Rivers starting a new chapter in his life and, and and doing things that he's super scared of doing. But fuck it, like I I'm gonna do it anyway because it sounds fun, and I just yeah. My God, like Rivers is just so emotional. It's unbelievable, like how vulnerable this guy has been since day one. Then to know. this day, like he's never not been vulnerable, right? Like he's still that shy dude that that had to like have his leg extended because one leg was shorter than the other one. Yeah, or, I know. It's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. It is. There's so I many know. ideas in this guy's head that we will never get, and just because of like his emotional state. Because because Pinkerton fucking got shot down, so we'll never get we will never get anything close to like Song from a Black Hole. The closest thing we got was like the so, Black Album. The Black well, Album so, was uh, supposed okay. to be like a, the next Pinkerton, gritty, heavy. It was shit. No, they, they yeah, that album is fucking garbage. It was shit. So we um we 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 did a lot of research this week on on Weezer, but you know there there are so many things to kind of break down and kind of figure out so rivers does have his own app on on you know the app the apple store and google play and all that kind of stuff or the google store whatever and he's put up an app called weezify which you know he paid nine dollars you could get like a a bundle of like 100 200 demos from a particular era of a band and because there is so much work involved with this particular thing, he has put up uh, uh, something, you know, it, he calls it Alone 3 and 4. It's the Blue Pinkerton years. And I haven't done, t- we didn't do too much research into it, but I think that might have some of the the missing pieces from Songs from the Black Hole on it. It's just, you know, it's it says right here there's 105 demos. And to go through 105 demos and try to piece it together, we're not that that savvy. We're not that... I don't know well, that intense of a podcast to actually do that, but yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I've probably listened to most of them. I, this is the only time. This is the only band. This is the only time ever I've ever, I've I've downloaded things from from like online stuff. Like I've 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 tried to get everything, and Weezer was was that thing, and and yeah. in this era of Weezer, um, when I got into him in the two thousands, early two thousands. That was already a time where I was I was fairly computer savvy because I feel like I was progressing at the same rate the computers were progressing. Like now, I'm for sure not savvy in any way. But <laughs> I mean, you have a MacBook now, so you're so learning. You're still learning, learning how to use it. Um, but no, for sure, like in the early early 2000s, I felt we progressed just as fast as like computers did. So we were able to keep up. We were kids too. It's always easier. 
Um, but yeah. like a lot of these, cause like, like song from the black hole, there's a lot of drafts. There's a lot of different iterations. There's a lot of demos. And so the song list changed over and over and over. But I swear to you, I've probably heard every single fucking one of these drafts in its entirety, front to back. I've read the script that, that Rivers wrote. I've, I've, dude, I've done it all. Like I've, 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 I've not read the Pinkerton Diaries, which is a book because I don't read books. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not in high school. <laughs> so, but, but like, you're not in high school or college anymore. Yeah. But yeah. that, that is like the one thing that I really, really want to do. And, and, and think, I don't know. It's just everything, everything is just so good. Everything is so good. And even these songs that are kind of unfinished and like Blast Off is a very rough song. But oh, yeah. In the context of what could have been song from the black hole, like I like the idea of it. I, I I like what's happening. I like what's going on. It's not a banger for me. Just throwing that out there. Oh, but, blast off isn't. Nah. Okay. Um, but like there are things in there that I think are like really really cool. And um, if nothing else, and like that's El Scorcho. That's the birth of El Scorcho. Like this yeah, is yeah. Like we are now hearing El Scorcho and blast off. I mean, there's a song before Blast Off was written that kind of had El Scorcho, but for all intents and purposes, Blast Off is the blueprint for El Scorcho. And El Scorcho is a fucking banger of a song. Absolute oh, banger of a song. We, we play yeah. it all the time together, and no matter, even then, like, I still love listening to it on record. <laughs> Every time we get together, like, there's, there's a handful of songs that we always play because, one, they're easy to play, and two, they're just, they're too good, and, and Scorcho is one of them. It's just it's so simple and and easy. I, I love it. I love that song. Fantastic song. Blast off. Yeah, it, it really is. Is blast off a banger for you? It is. Oh wow. It but it but it but it's a it's a low banger, which is fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So your, it's, it's my seven B. Okay. It's my seven B. Yeah. It's that's my my lowest B that I have. But I mean, we might as well get into it now since you brought it up. But it it was based off of another song called Negative Land which was written prior to it. And that, that negative land song is only like a minute long, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But, um, but, the, but this particular song blast off was supposed to be on songs from the black hole, but it was, it was eventually released on the alone album that rivers put the solo rivers album that he put out what, in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, the, should, wait, the, okay. Should those, we, sorry, we're, we're kind of jumping around, but dude, should I'm we wrap it up constantly. with the other song? I'm going I'm to jump around constantly, but those alone sessions only existed well after, like the the Weezer boards were just posting constantly. So, like all of these yeah, songs yeah. that are now on the alone sessions was just like a way to to kind of like categorize songs from different eras by mm-hmm. by Rivers or by whoever like was calling those. Probably Carl Carl Koch. But uh, like those, these songs have existed on the Weezer boards for for fucking many many years, and and yeah. passed around. Like most of these are on my iPod from well below or well before the Alone sessions were a thing, because that that was yeah, a, that was an absolutely. afterthought. That was like, hey, we can capitalize on this in some way, so let's let's Make put them on money. an album and sell it. Yeah, so those is his music for sure. Absolutely, I love it. But for sure, these have been floating around the message boards for many many years prior to this. All right. Well, okay. So, so let, let's wrap up. I just threw out the love of my dreams. Are we are we good on this one? Do we want any? Do we want to talk about anything else on this one? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like generally, generally speaking. Yeah. No, I'm good on that song. Okay. So, so let, let's touch upon blast off. Even though, yeah, I know it's not a banger for you, but let's just let's just kind of get it over with. So, like I said, this was this was supposed to be on Black Hole. Um, this is one of the few songs on the record on this particular. Uh, not the record. 
when I say the record, I just mean the B-sides from Pinkerton. Let's just say that. Um, yeah. It's one of the few songs where Rivers plays all the instruments. And kind of the story behind this one, I thought was kind of interesting. They were on, Weezer were on tour in Europe, uh, more specifically in Germany. And Matt Sharp had to go home back to the U.S. for some family emergency. And Rivers and Carl, they ended up going to a, taking the subway to some random studio every day for the week. And one of the songs that came from that from those sessions was Blast Off. Outside of that, I mean, it's a it's a cool song. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's very very slow and deliberate. It's it's fucking yeah. weird. It's this is I mean it's 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 a B side, but it's yeah. nothing. It's nothing like anything Weezer's ever done ever, because no, no, no. it's it's just it's just stupid. It's it's just dumb. It's it's it doesn't make any sense. Well, they they use they use like w- weird effects like what, what's it called like a vocoder. Yeah. How do you how do you pronounce that? Is it a vocoder? Yeah. They use like weird spacey kind of effects and synths and everything like that. And then the last like maybe what thirty thirty five or thirty seconds of the song is just like this. Um, all these different vocals hitting you, you know, just at different times and saying different things. And it's just like this very kind of stereo effect to kind of round out the song. And that's the only part of the song that, that isn't just Rivers. So it's, it's Matt and Brian uh, doing kind of the, the, the backup vocals at the very end of the song, I guess throwing the song in the context of the, the wreck of the songs from the black hole, it makes more sense. But as a standalone, it shouldn't have really been, <laughs> did you know that it's Neil Young also used the vocoder for the first time when he did uh, trans? When he did trans, yeah, I know, <laughs> I remember, yeah. Before I, before I listened to that record, or while I was listening to that record, I uh, I was reading about it. Oh, yes, so and that was good. the first time. So good, but but his reason for using the vocoder on that that trans album was kind of it was it was kind of, it was sad. Yeah, it's a much different. Yeah, Very sad. Um, but anyway, we're not talking about Neil Young. We're not talking about trans. We're talking but, but about Blast Off is fine. It's it's a I think it's a it's a it's a noteworthy B side. I enjoy listening to it. Um, I have it on the vinyls too. I, I it's it's on the alone sessions that I have. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's rough, but it's a B side and it's it's fine. It's it, fine. it it makes like I said, it makes more sense in the context of the yeah. the black hole stuff. Uh, and the the lyrics really show that because the lyrics are also just multiple characters from the story talking to each other. That's right. really what this song is. So, so let's move on. What what do you got for your one B? One B. So like one B is my one B because this is the first. Wait, what? I'm just I'm just saying like, it, it's it's you gave your love to me softly. Like I said earlier, I think this is a. Oh okay okay. I I thought you were gonna play this one to begin with. I said this is a, a good mix of. A popular song by fans, but then also like just a, a well-written a Weezer song. I guess I don't know what the fuck I, I said something earlier. I don't remember what it said actually. But you gave your love to me softly is, is my one B. This is a, another B side to El Scorcho. Like for a band to put out all these B sides to to other great songs, and the B sides are being, um, the B sides are as good as the song that they're putting, the, the, the B side too, if not better. Like that's mm-hmm. I don't know that that that's. That's something there. That's something there. Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. this, um, so like, like this one came on the Angus soundtrack. That that movie Angus from the nineties. This is. This Did you is, ever see that movie? I I saw that movie with Angel. So friend of the pod, Angel. Oh. He he used to always say like, 
I, I thought he was fucking just joking for a long time. He's always bring up these movies that I never heard of. Like, oh, you ever seen Lucas? Lucas was the big one. He's like, you ever seen Angus? What? You ever seen Lucas? He should just like say names of movies. Like, you ever seen this? I said, no, no, no. <laughs> and like one time, I was just like, dude, are you just like, do you just fucking make up names and just ask me if I've seen these movies? Like, no, they're all real. And like Angus was the first one that uh, he had brought up that I had said I, I I thought was a completely made up one, but then yes, I we, we did watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all over That's the place. So here. bizarre. That's so of all people, Angel like. What? Fuck, man. The dude has seen like a lot of movies, I guess. I don't know. That is so funny. That is so fucking funny. Yeah, all the time. You ever seen fucking, I don't know, red duct tape? Like, like, (laughs) Angel, like you're making these up. Like, you've got to be fucking making these up. And I look it up. Like, when I got home, like, I look it up. No, sure as shit. It was a movie. It was popular. People love it. I'm like, what the fuck? How do you fucking know all these? (laughs) Oh, dude. Angel is so. He's such a. He's so quiet, and he's just so he's so nice. Like, he's he's kind of like he's Rivers. such an interesting guy. He's kind of like Rivers, and he's dude, but like he's like super knowledgeable about a lot of like things yeah. like music related. Just fucking a oh, wealth totally. of like yeah. knowledge. Like he's super knowledgeable, but it's not, dude, I would love. I've always wanted to have Angel on the podcast, but I remember like when we first started doing the podcast, he used to listen to us, it. hated it, and he hated it because he he said it was so uncomfortable. Because we all we all you and I, especially in the beginning, you and I would just like talk shit to each other and just just try to make each other mad. So he he just didn't want to come on because of that. But <laughs> obviously we're, we're we're a lot more tame now than we used to be. But but then I know he listened to the Radiohead episode we did like a year ago. But anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you you uh, you gave your love to me softly. Um, there's a couple different versions here. So so the one that you. The one that you posted, um, that's oh, I think the normal one. Yeah, in our notes. So like, there's another one that's slower and it like adds on like an extra ten or twenty seconds. Not as good. The the one that that you listen to in the Wait, your Spotify. The the you gave your love to me softly. Yeah, the first song, right? Yeah. What did I send to you? No, Wait, no, are you like talking it, about on, when on, I texted you on your Spotify uh, playlist. Like oh, the, did I put the wrong one on there? No, no, you put the good one on there. Oh, okay. I'm just okay, I'm okay. just telling you there's another version out there that adds like oh, 20 okay. seconds to the song and it's slower and it's it's 100% not as good cuz this song is like under 2 minutes long and that's yeah, yeah. That's exactly how long it needs to be because it's got a guitar solo in here and it's fucking amazing. It follows the vocal melody, but it's like shreds. Like it fucking shreds and I, I this it song does, is yeah. this song's this song's perfect. This song is a top 10 Weezer song for me. It is perfect. Wow. I love it. And, Holy shit! And, like everything about this is just so cool. Pat's drum parts, way fun. A lot of chicka chickas. Very basic. It does it does everything I want this song to do, and achieves it. Okay, all right. This is uh so so this song is my three B, on the on on this record I guess you could say. And uh, this is another one that was supposed to be on songs from the black hole. So we're just gonna throw that out there right now. Uh, I do I definitely want to play the song, which I'm gonna do in a in a moment. But I, but before I play it, I want to mention, maybe I guess you have because you didn't mention it yet. But the melody on this is very, very similar. I mean, extremely similar to Surf Wax America. That's you that's you know what I mean. There's there's a there's a complaint for sure that um, some of these these B sides are similar to other songs, and like this one is kind of blatantly. 
I mean, just kind of a rip off of their own of his no, own song. No, no way. Like it's not. No, no. It's still no, great no. though, and I, I, I still really like the song, but that melody is so similar to "You Take Your Car to Work." It's just that that opening part of the, the chorus. It's very similar. So it's I want to play a little bit of uh, You Gave Your Love to Me Softly from uh, the Weezers. So here we go. There you go. You gave your love to me softly from Weezer. There you go. There you go. But really, but really, it's surf wax. I mean, that I, melody I, is. Right. I, it's the one part. But it's and that's it. <laughs> but it's also like you know he repeats himself a lot in this particular song. Take your, that's it. So you hear it a you lot. You gave your. That's it. <laughs> no, the three, but it's the three so fucking, obvious. Uh, the three, uh, three notes, three important notes, three very three important notes. notes. Three uh, notes. So, so the song I just played is, um, is the so so it was recorded, it was recorded two different times, um, or several times, I, I guess, and the one you're hearing is not the same one that was on the Angus soundtrack that we were talking about earlier. Uh, that that particular version, you have to like pay for it. It's not on any streaming sites. It's like st- not on YouTube. I guess they're very strict with copyrights for that version, so you can't even find it on YouTube. You have to actually buy it off of iTunes or Amazon Music. It's really fucking stupid. So I just didn't do that. I didn't listen to the other version. That's fine. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's the, the, this, the is, only, this is a killer fucking song. The only big difference differences in the in the songs is, is its length the longer it is the worse it gets because it's a good song at like the bpms that it's at now if mm-hmm. you slow it down it's not as good there's another song that we'll talk about later on that has two different versions of it and that i don't like one of them and this is one of yes. them i know exactly what song you're talking about because it's like drastically different <sighs> yeah <Night and> day. <laughs> it's, it's it's like yeah it's a night, yeah, night and day is the perfect perfect example of that um I, I will say though on on this particular song I really like the some of the, some of the guitar parts that after he sing after he sings the 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 surf wax part the guitar part that goes 
wait, how does it go? It's just like yeah, it's just it's just those two those two notes that that ascending. I guess it's ascending, right? I think it's just like you know what you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I just I just think that it's so it's such a simple thing that that he does, but it's just it adds so much character to this particular song, and I love it. And also the drum tone, Pat's drumming on this. Technically, yeah, it, it, it's a little bit more complex than some of the stuff on Pinkerton and Blue, but it's the tone. His drum tone is so raw sounding, and it's fucking rad. And the la la la's at the end, forget about la, it. La, so la. He sounds so like sarcastic too, and he does it sometimes. La la la. Yeah, I also didn't it's know. Fucking great. Like I've I've sang this song for years. Like I just I know the lyrics, I know the words, I fucking sing it all the time, but. Like when he says, "Still your Bijan lingers on and on and on." I've never put any thought into it until this week, and like mm-hmm. Bijan, that's a, a guy that made like fucking uh, um, cologne, the perfume, yeah, or perf- yeah, cologne. Have you, do you know who this guy? Have you heard of this guy before? No, I never heard of him. I, I was just reading about it, and he like, was saying River River said like he he likes to smell like old women's perfume on young women or something like yeah. that. Yeah, something kind of creepy like that. But but yeah. like this this guy is not just a a a, a I don't know, a perfume dude? Like, dude's like one of the the richest guys that has ever lived. Like, he just, it was so highly really? influential. And, and, and he he was so, he was like beyond stuck up. Like, he had a place on, on, on Rodeo in, in Bev Hills, as, as <laughs> people that listen to Weezer would know Bev Hills. But he had course, a place yeah. on, like, Rodeo that was only open by appointment. And, like, when people ask him, like, why do you do that? He says, I don't know, because I fucking can. That's it. Like, <laughs> this guy's awesome. So obnoxious. Like it's he, obnoxious, though. It's super obnoxious. And then he would make, like, gold-plated, like, bulletproof vest after uh, after Reagan tried to get assassinated. Or uh, he didn't try to get assassinated. Somebody tried to assassinate <laughs> Somebody tried Reagan. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's making, like, gold-plated bulletproof vests. Like, just all this stupid shit that he was just doing, which... People like in turn were like, "Oh my God, he's fucking paving the way for everybody else because he's the first person to do this." But he was just doing because it it's it's annoying. Yeah, and he has the money to do it. Like he made some some gun, like some handgun that was that was worth it was like made of gold and it was worth like like tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And then people were all mad at him. And he's like, "What? They, 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 do you think somebody? Do you think somebody's gonna go out and murder somebody with this gun? Like they, they can't afford this. Come on." That's. That's true. So like That's it was, very, it was like a true. double entendre. Like he was making fun of like poor people, which is in his eyes everybody but him, and like gun gun violence and stuff. I don't know. It was cool reading about this guy. Was really interesting. Never heard of him. Okay. Never knew about it until this week. Yeah, I, I, I did not. I didn't read about him. I just I just read that that little quote that River said about him, and that it was like a perfume or cologne. It isn't like which technically is the same. I I read that recently that there's no such thing as cologne. It's just perfume. It's just marketed as cologne for men, so, right? Is for that, men, yeah. Okay. So, so men don't feel like they're being like emas- wait, emasculated. Is that the word? Demasculated or emasculated? Demasculated. Demasculated. I don't. Whatever. They, it's it's just. It's just a marketing term. Cologne is just a marketing thing, but every it's all just perfume. I never thought about that until recently. Until I read that. I guess it, I mean it's, it's all deodorant, right? Yeah, technically, technically. Kind of the same thing there in the same ballpark. It's a fragrance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't was, clean you. It just it just makes you smell. Yeah, I I fucking hate cologne and perfume. I bought one bottle of cologne my entire life. I didn't even buy it. Taylor bought it for me. But that was. <laughs> Do you still have it? 
No, not it. No, it was. <laughs> I, I remember what it was called. It was called Burberry. It was either called Burberry by London mm. or it was called London by Burberry. I don't remember. It was probably London by Burberry because Burberry is a really big company, like a really expensive company. I yeah, I remember she spent like a decent amount of money on it. But yeah. it's like, dude, it gives me allergies. Like I just it fucking fucks I me up. Can't do it. Fucks yeah. up my sinuses. I can't. I, I hate to buy like I use like women's deodorant, the, the, like the secret, the one, the blue thing. Oh yeah, no, it's great deodorant. Because it smells, but it's like it's such a subtle smell that only you can smell as you're applying it. Because mm-hmm. I honestly like my allergies. I cannot take smells that well. I just can't. <laughs> fucks me up. I've I've only had one bottle of cologne, and I still have it. I probably got it. Tammy got it for me like maybe eight years ago, nine years ago. There's still stuff and in I, it. There's like it's like a little less than half full. <laughs> I still, I still use it. I still use it sometimes. It smells nice. I like the smell of it. Yeah, she's like, you gotta great. wear it. You should wear it more. You should wear it more. It like, fucking okay, stinks. But I, yeah, I just I don't go like places where I need to wear it that often, or that I should wear it that often. So it's like, yeah, that's why I've had it for eight or nine years. Because I fucking, I never. I'm not a fancy person. I just, but, I, it's, it's about smells, man. Like I got a really sensitive nose and son used to work cologne all the time. And so when he first started living with us, like every time he went to work, I would be upstairs at the condo and I could smell him. And I'd be like, dude, are you going to like, do you work today? Yeah. I can fucking smell you from upstairs, bro. Like if I'm eating my food, the last thing I want to smell is somebody's like cologne on them. So he stopped me like using the cologne because he's a server. Like you don't want to eat your food and smell cologne. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah, true. I've had a very sensitive nose. I've, 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 you know, I don't know. Like a, <laughs> like a bloodhound over here. <laughs> so dumb. All right, let, let's move on. Let's move on from bodily smells. Uh, so lyrically, what what do we have on this particular song? What are we doing right now? What did you say? <laughs> We're doing. You gave your love to me softly. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, what are you even talking about? <laughs> We're talking about Bijan. You started, then you went off on. You know his <sighs> rich ass tastes, but yeah. So, so what do we got lyrically on this one? I, I, um, so, so I, I thought this was just kind of about like, like pining over somebody that you kind of had like a one night stand with, or that you just met once, or something happened to where you felt a connection at one point, but it probably wasn't reciprocated that it was going to be like a long term thing, but now yeah. you think it's a long term thing. That's what I think this is about. I, I totally agree with you, and. I think there are even moments in the song where it kind of sounds like he was with a prostitute. There are certain certain ways he says things that, that make me believe that. And another thing I realized this week, especially with with these particular songs, the lyrics aren't that deep. They're really not. They're These're pretty surface sides. level, and it's pretty easy to interpret, which is nice. Made for an easier week. but They're fucking B-sides. I know, I know. But even even on Pinkerton... Even on Pinkerton, they're pretty, but they're pretty face value. They're good, but they're pretty face value. Pinkerton's purposeful. It's because the music is matching the tone of the lyrics, and everything's coming together to be a perfect album. So, true. true That's true, fine. True. Uh, okay, so that was your one B, right? That was my one B. So what, what's your two B then? My two B was uh, um, I just read the love of my dreams. Oh my god. Okay, so then my my two B is. You won't get with me tonight. Oh wow! Oh wow! Weird. This song's okay. so good. Why? It's because it, I I think this song is it's so like it's a lower B for me, but it's almost an okay song. Yes. Okay. The song from the Black Hole song here. It's set up as a dialogue yeah, between yeah. two characters, and it's uh, 
weird. It's weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense because it's never been done the way Rivers had envisioned it. Therefore, mm-hmm. it's it's I don't know, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it it's really is. It's just it's stupid. <laughs> uh gosh. So I what I like about this one is, first of all, it's incredibly catchy. The melody and the chorus I think is fucking amazing. The it's it's more of a faster upbeat song which I really like. the The guitar is awesome. the The drums are super loud in the mix. Also during kind of the I guess the bridge of it or the solo part of it, the guitar and synth kind of, I don't want to say they kind of like battle almost, almost it's, it's really cool. There's there's kind of a lot going on in this particular song. I think it's fucking good. And on this particular version, Rivers plays all the instruments on the song. So except for the, there was a version that they recorded with the full band and uh, it wasn't nearly as good. Not at all. Okay. Okay. But it was it was fine. In that in that particular version, Rivers and Matt, they share the vocals rather than in this version, it's Rivers doing the entire thing. So I can't believe this is not higher for you. It's, it's ridiculous. It's almost not a real song. Honestly. <sighs> it's it's well, I know, but it's it's lyrically, almost yeah, not a real not. song. Because lyrically I understand that, but the but song like itself is fucking solid. It is. It is really popular with with, with like the Weezer Yeds because this is and um, I'm a Weezer Yed. More this is this is kind of like the only time, like they like Rivers just doesn't swear that often. It's mm-hmm. very very rare, and this is the only time where the swear word is put on display. Like the first line, like who who you call him, bitch, like that. It's on <laughs> display. It's out there. It's hanging. Yeah. And so it's like that's that's a bad word, and especially in this time, we're just we're just not swearing at this point. So it, it is popular among fans, among the Yeds, because of that one aspect. Um, yeah, but yeah. but it's I don't know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I like it, I like it because of the who you call them bits too. I like singing along to it. Let's listen yeah. to what they sing. So I I, I I do get that you know it, there's no like chorus or nothing, but there is a chorus melody. That, that kind of like yeah, comes yeah. into play throughout the song. I think that's fucking super catchy. I it's love that. It's incredibly catchy. I know. It's super good. Um, but it, it's a B-side, so therefore it doesn't it doesn't stay around long enough. It doesn't hit hard enough. And that's not that's no fault to the song. It's just because it was unfinished and then they never really worked on it that much. Um, it could have been so much better. But it's also like a three and a half minute song. Yeah. It's fairly long for an unfinished song. But there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot of fluff in this, too. <sighs> I, I wouldn't say... I really don't agree with you on that. I don't think there's there. a lot... There's a lot of good shit on this. I, I, I Let's play a little bit, little bit of it. Here it is. You Won't Get With Me Tonight from uh, Weezer. Who you calling, bitch? Don't you listen to a word they say. They make me so mad. They don't matter to me anyway. Safe with me 
there you go. There's a little bit of "You Won't Get With Me Tonight" from Weezer. the The melody is is similar in that it's similar to "I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams" and that it's just a loop of that same melody over and over again. Yeah. So you can make the argument that that's not really a full song either, right? Um, With what you what you said. Yeah, of course I can. But that's a that's a great song though. It's, it's it is a great song, and this is a great song too. It's a stronger melody than this one for sure. Well, yeah, it's more fun, of course. It's exciting. That's why it's the one B, and this is the two B. That's just the way the way she goes. That's fine. You can think stupid things. We've already established. That <laughs> I really can't believe you don't things. like this song. It's okay. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Mm, it's okay. And this is the song I was talking about earlier, or you had brought up earlier too. This is the song where this version is way better than the full band version. Oh, yeah. Then this then, is the song I was talking about. Then I don't care either way. Anyway, so so let's move on. Okay. What, what's your what's your three B? Long time sunshine, baby. Really? That's Long not even a B for me. Time because you fucking because you, <laughs> you try way too hard. That's why it's happening here. Sunshine, sometimes want to pack uh, it all up, dude. So they it's good though. It it it's good. God damn, this song is better than good. This is this is Pinkerton era great. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 I, I, there's so much here. Like this is this is completely entwined into songs from the black hole, and like the original use for this song was for Jonas, the character, to essentially sacrifice himself to save his crew. There was an exploding star, and they needed to get everybody off the, the star planet, where the fuck it was, and Jonas was going to essentially leave himself behind so everybody else could escape, and like the play was going to end with Jonas staying behind stranded like on his deathbed watching the ship sail away and his crew fly away into space while singing long time sunshine like are you mm-hmm. fucking are you crazy how do you not are you dumb how many dumb pills you take today <laughs> That's, what what <laughs> the, only th- the only thing better than this and this was supposed to be like the fucking ender to uh, pinkerton until butterfly was made yeah, yeah yeah my god like, so, I, if, do if you this think is, this could have been thrown on to Pinkerton? No, because it wouldn't fit on, on the so context either, yeah. of Pinkerton. But if this is your ender, and then and you think, okay, we're we're we let's end Pinkerton with Long Time Sunshine, and you come into the studio and you say, I think I got something better. Uh-huh. I'm like, <laughs> what, like what, what are you talking about? You have something better. <laughs> this is perfect. And then he and then he drops Butterfly and it's better. And, oh, <laughs> disgusting. Butterfly is so good. Disgusting oh, human, so fucking irritating, and this is God, dude. Long time sunshine is such a fucking banger. It's such a banger. Everything about this song is amazing. He, he, he wrote it. The, the character Rivers or, or the Jonas. It's it's about Rivers or Jonas wanting to go back to like a simpler time, and like literally, yeah, yeah. it's about Rivers like wanting to go back to his home, and and kind of just like sleep in bunk beds with his brother and hang out with his mom and and eat pancakes for breakfast and, but like in the context of songs from the black hole, it means the same thing of wanting to go back to a simpler time. But now you're actually on your deathbed. The character Jonas is going to die. That is a fact. This star is going to implode and self-destruct and become a supernova and you are going to die. Therefore, now you're not longing for a simpler life. You just, you're not like reverting back to a simpler time to put your mind at ease before you die. Mm -hmm. And that, Dude, song from the black hole, man. Come on. 
I I know. I, that's on, what I'm saying. On. We're gonna we're gonna have to do a full episode on that because there is a lot to unpack there for an unreleased album, oh especially. <clears throat> but go, going back to you know, back to earth a little bit. You know, taking taking it out of uh, songs from the black hole. I do. I I thought the lyrics were really cool and the the inspiration behind it. You know, he wanted a simpler time, like you were saying. He wanted to live a, a simpler life. Like what he what he was experiencing in in L. A wasn't what he thought it was going to be. And it's kind of like a, an act of depression and anxiety to go back to what you know and love and reverting back to that to that simple life. And he in I think in I was reading somewhere where he was talking about like how his parents were kind of like hippies a little bit and they were they would sing like songs to them to his him and his siblings and he was just kind of like breaking it down and what made his life in Connecticut just better and more simple or different different i guess you should say you could say but yeah, i don't know I, I thought the lyrics were really good and the inspiration behind it w- was really really cool he he lifted like the the sunshine like some of the sunshine parts he lifted from the the, the band the incredible strings band like he lifted it straight from one of their songs that was a song that like his parents would sing to him as a kid and and, and this is a guy that that like has been abandoned multiple times like his dad stepdad like there's a lot of abandonment in his life and he's just again a yeah. very emotional guy and this song is besides like butterfly this is like one of the most emotional songs just outright on the surface straight up there's no if ands or buts this is an emotional song yeah and it's it's a very stripped down song too i mean obviously dense. it's more of a ballad uh it's more piano driven than anything else piano and vocal driven but i mean there is bass and drums that that come in eventually but yeah overall it's 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 a cool it's a great closer honestly it's a really great closer if in the context of um songs from the black hole it's but. i mean it's it's just it's but it's also like very kind of cheesy too it's very very surface like you said a lot of these relics are very um at face value There's nothing deeper this is a very cheesy song it is a closer song long time sunshine even like the title itself it's a very cheesy song, but damn, he writes really good cheesy songs. And also, you know, when you're writing like a play or a story or a musical, or whatever, a space opera as this was supposed to be, you kind of got to simplify it. You don't want to make it too complex and intricate. You kind of, that's yeah. when, when you tell a story, like, yeah, you got, when you tell a story, you have to make it cohesive and, and easy to, to take down. So makes sense it makes sense so here's a little bit of uh, the song long time sunshine from uh rivers
There you go. A little bit of long time sunshine from Weezer. So good. It is. It is. So we have anything else on this song? No, that's uh, that's it. That's all. All right. So uh, that was your three B, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, my my three B was. Uh, you gave your love to me softly. You gave your love to me softly. So what's your four B? Uh, waiting on you. Waiting, waiting on you. That see, that's not a B. That's not a B for me. That's. I mean, that's fine. It's wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> what what is it with with these slow jams for you? I I love all Weezer, man. It, Weezer, they they do they do all good <laughs> stuffs, and and waiting on you is good. <laughs> And um, I don't know what he is waiting and waiting. Like I just I love I love the way he just constantly says waiting and waiting and waiting, and then like you get that relief when it's finally waiting on you. Mm-hmm. Love that, yeah, yeah, love that when it finally drops in. I absolutely love that. This is a B side of Good Life, also for whatever yeah. that's worth. Yeah. And then like the ooh vocals, the ooh, like those things. Come on, yeah, come no, I, on. I, I, I put down like the background vocals are are God. one of the highlights of this particular song. Yeah, Dude, some good mel- stuff. The melody in the verse is just, it's so good. It's so catchy. Instantly toe tapping. And there's some cool bass lights running in random parts of the song, which is, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. It's, it's, it's a slower, heavier song too, with a lot of the big, the big heavy power chords, the down, a lot of downstrokes um, when they're playing. It's, it's just one of those songs, like typical Weezer, but slowed down, like typical blue Weezer, but slowed down. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because Pinkerton doesn't really have that a lot of that that dun 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 just the the kind of monotone downstrokes of the guitar. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's good. It's okay. Well, you think it's bad, but that's fine. No, not at all. Not at all. I I I will say too. Like Pat has some cool um some cool things he does on this on this song too. Just some of the some interesting fills that you don't hear a lot of, especially as Weezer has kind of progressed throughout the years. Like Pat has become less and less of a drumman, more is more just like a, a beat, just keeping the beat. Yeah, which kind of sucks. It does. He has some cool good. stuff because yeah, like they they've transitioned into just like a like a pop band that is essentially just, but like you could just replace Pat with a with a with a, 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 a drum machine at this point, and that's yeah that's what they want to do. Except for Van Weezer. Yeah. Van Weezer's pretty dope. But yeah, Van Weezer's fucking sick. Besides that, but like, dude, uh, this song, like, like that waiting and waiting part, is just—it's one of my favorite parts of this album or this B-side album that we're doing. The the waiting and waiting three three times, the waiting and waiting, 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 then waiting on you, like the way it's good. Like, there's so many different, there's so many different pitches in his voice that he can hit all of these different ranges in one little chorus. Like it's. <laughs> He's such a great singer. He is such a phenomenal singer. It's, it's it's not talked about enough. It really isn't. I agree. I I totally agree with you on that. He's he's one of a kind. That's for sure. And and so and the Good what? Life EP is is one. Even though like I now have all of the songs from like the Good Life EP, like mm-hmm. it's still something I I kind of want to buy because I love the picture of the Good Life EP. It's so good. What's the what's the picture? It just shows Rivers at a show, and it's it's cropped, so it's like zoomed in on just oh, Rivers. Oh, I know what you're talking A bunch about. of people in the background, kind of like reaching their hands up, and it looks like he's soloing. Really, he's just playing. It's not like nothing fancy or nothing, but it's such a cool, it's such a cool looking thing. I like it. Let's. You want to play a little bit of it, and then we'll get into the lyrics. What do you think? Whatever you want to do, that's fine. We don't have to play if you don't play. No, it's up to you. No, it's up to you. What do you want to do? It's not like this crazy. I mean, day. it's you know, I I love all of these songs. You hate half of these songs. Let's 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 get into well, what you want to talk true. about because then I can well, get, I we didn't, we didn't talk about the excited. lyrics on this one. 
Uh, oh, it's, I mean, this is, this was also supposed to be sung for like song from the black hole. This is supposed to be sung from the perspective of Maria. Maria, um, was the one who got pregnant with Jonas. And this was around the time when she was revealing she's pregnant with Jonas or not with Jonas, with Jonas's baby. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny that like Maria is like the, the cook of the, the chef of the ship. That's <laughs> like, Why? I don't know. I don't know. Because like Maria's like a Mexican name and he makes her a chef. Oh. Like, come on, guy. <laughs> yeah. That, that's Stupid. a little, yeah. Uh, I get it. <laughs> Coincidence, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But I thought it was eh, funny. Probably not. Probably not. But yeah, that's, that, that's It was all. a different time. It was a different time. The 90s. Yeah. And I, I mean, taking it, like, like taking the song out of the context of the, the black hole stuff, I think this is just a straight up song where he's just talking about how the girl he loves or he really wants doesn't give him the time of the day, doesn't, isn't interested in him, doesn't call him or call him back. And he's just kind of just dwelling on that, that he's not getting any sort of response from the girl he loves or likes. There All right, then let, let, let's move on. What, what do you got for your 4B? What is, uh, that was my 4B, That right? was your 3B, wasn't it? Uh, that was your 3B. No, I got, we had a long time through a love of dreams. That was my 4B. Oh, it was. Okay. Right. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Then, then my, my 4B is, uh, I swear it's true. Well, That's a good it's true. <laughs> you don't think so? I love that song. It's a fucking fit. This this is the song that I was talking about. That there's two different versions of it, and both are are like they're fucking night and day. Was it this one? Yeah, because so like the the two different oh, versions yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, huge yeah, difference right. between the two is the lead synth or um, the lead guitar part. That after he says, "I really miss you, girl," and the <laughs> one version is either like the the synth the moog. And the other one, it's a fucking aggressive, distorted, high guitar part. And it just, like, yeah, the guitar yeah. part just adds so much more, like, depth to the song. Because it's much whinier, it's way more aggressive than the, the, the keyboards, and it's uh, it's better. It's it's exponentially better. But I think on on the deluxe version that we have, vinyl-wise, it's a synth version. I, the, the original version, too, I honestly, I think, I like this version better. I like the deluxe, the Pinkerton deluxe version better than the original. The original's good, but it's a lot crunchier, crunchier and raw sounding than this one. And normally I would like that more, but I don't know. There's something about this version I I, I prefer. Uh, and this version of the song actually does not have Matt Sharp playing bass on it. As uh, a guy named Scott Reebling who played bass on this song, and I think one or two other songs from from this from these b-sides uh not that you can really notice or tell the difference it's just a little side note here yeah uh also the the demo that you're referring to was originally recorded in 1993 uh but was cut from blue because it just didn't fit that record which makes perfect sense but then was also cut from pinkerton and now we have it on this deluxe version but um blue era matt sharp mm -hmm. plays bass Pinkerton era. Yeah, yeah. That's true, that true, Scott true, true. dude. Because they were going to do a pink triangle, uh, like seven inch, that had um, two B sides as yeah. the, the B side. What was the other one? Uh, getting what Up and Leaving. Oh, okay. Was the other one. And so then they redid it with, with Scott playing bass on uh, on all three of them, also in Pink Triangle, too. Who, who is he? Do you know? I, I didn't I didn't have a chance to look it up. No, I don't think he's, he's anybody super. I don't know, noteworthy. Is he I guess. just like he's probably like some session guy. Uh, he he had a he had a band that that they they liked and they played shows together with and stuff. But I I never okay. heard of the band. I don't 
I don't know. Never listened to them. One thing I wanted to mention, I don't know, because you, you haven't brought it up yet, and I'm surprised you haven't. But we'll talk about the the big heavy guitars. That really the riff itself is straight up CKY, straight <laughs> up something CKY would have done on this song. On this song, oh, one hundred percent. Like the first the the first time he plays the riff, I thought CKY. Like th- that was immediately the thing that came to my mind. The was that fucking bad? Yeah, it's it's so heavy and it kind of has that that kind of that It's just that. That it just kind of like driving along that dun 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 dun, but you're kind of but you're just playing. You're not chugging like the same note or chord. You're just kind of like moving around, like like moving around a scale. That's pretty much what CKY does. They just yeah. move around a scale, but just like chug a scale, and that's essentially what this this song is. And that was the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind. It's I like fucking, it though. It's super aggressive. It's like it's yeah. unnecessarily aggressive, like the tone of oh, the guitar. Absolutely. It does not need it, to be it's this crazy. heavy. It's super heavy for a song like this so i don't know i i think i think it, i think it's a super killer song uh so wh- what do you got lyrically on this one uh i swear it's true oh it's about uh about missing somebody there was about this is about missing somebody yeah there's whatever yes yeah, that's true i mean like it, it's so it's so obvious in the lyrics i like, really miss you girl <laughs> yeah i mean even even in the first verse it's like i haven't talked to you in two and a half years like and he's just still hung up on this girl that he hasn't seen or talked talked to in years. Just such a simple simple song to just interpret. Yeah, but it's a, it's a killer song. I I really like it. So yeah, it's cute. Anyway, so then what do you got for your five B? We um let's see one two we got three more here. Devotion is is my last my last true B. Oh, it's your last B. Yeah, my last okay, true B is devotion. Let's get into that. that's not a b for me but that's fine um so this was another b-side to el scorcho and um this was this was played like really really early in in weezer history and eventually was going to also be on song from the black hole as much as everything mm. else is but um it's super slow again these slow songs i'm they get me heavy synth very crunchy guitars just it makes a nice contrast i like it and uh, I love the part when he says, you all, you always be my girlfriend. Like the way he says that, I love. I absolutely love it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of sway in the way he sings on this one. And I, I that's what I like. That's what I want to hear. That's <laughs> what I want to hear. You always be uh. my girlfriend. And then go down. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, another very slow song big heavy guitars a lot of the the downstroke guitars that they were doing a lot on the blue album but on this this iteration of that it's just a lot heavier louder guitars bigger more distortion on the on the guitars and um i don't know this song also reminds me of i know it doesn't remind me of it it's just it has a lot of it uses a lot of the same tricks that tired of sex does where it's big and bombastic but then the lead, rather than being guitar, is a very loud synth, and that's what this is. Um, this was this is this is what this song does for me. It just has that super loud synth, like Tired of Sex does. Yeah, but I can see that for sure. It's great though, and yeah. this is also uh, a B side to El Scorcho as well. So kind of what I was reading, it seems like El Scorcho got a, had a lot of a lot of pressings as a single, with a lot of B sides on the singles, right? Yeah. Or am I crazy? No, the, there was um well 
it was El Scorcho and the Good Life and then Pink Triangle they tried to, but like El Scorcho for sure was like the first that was the uh, big one. it was the first single since like Sadie So. Yeah, and it so, was the only video they made from Pinkerton, if I'm not mistaken. They made they didn't a video make for, for Good Life. Yeah, they made a video for Good Life. Didn't they? Yeah. It's it's uh oh you're right you're right you're right I remember now I remember it's now. just like a forgettable I don't know weird yeah. shot thing it's it's not very iconic or nothing well, so neither is El Scorcho yeah to be fair that's also not very nothing going on with that one what a forgotten era of this band like seriously like they no big singles no big videos I know. nothing sad. to this record it's fucking sad it's crazy when when Buddy Holly was huge like and Undone was that not only song wise but video wise. Those two videos were huge. They were so unique. Say it ain't so, like, took that stripped-down version of a video and just made it so cool. And then this, nothing. Green album comes along. Then you get, you know, the two versions of Island in the Sun. You get the hash pipe. It's like, what what happened with Pinkerton? Dude, like, it's even, insane. even the, the El Score show, there was two different cuts of the video. So, like, there's two completely different cuts of the video. And then going from Undone... Like Rivers' haircut, like that weird like bowl cut the thing bowl he's got cut, going yeah. on, never had that again. Yeah, that's like true, Pinkerton, huh? he cut his hair so had like a straight cut thing to him. Like 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 Rivers could play a banker in like a movie because he just looks like a fucking banker. That's what he looks like. He's, he's a straight plain old cut. Person. Huh? He's a plain old person. Yeah, he's a plain old person. He's plain old people. Like he could play a banker, and it's just <laughs> like like Pinkerton is just. Even though it's talked about constantly and, and people pretend to love it, it's, it's it's still forgotten. It really is truly still forgotten, because true. Yeah. Even even though Rolling Stone has has, has reneged on their original uh, review, it's still forgotten. It really is still forgotten. It's not talked about enough. Only in the context of oh, this used to be bad, but now it's good. But nobody really <laughs> fucking talks about how great it is. Aside from that, it's just forgotten. That's it. I know you never really see people break down, you know, why this record was created, why it was created after songs from the black hole, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh, everybody thought it was bad back then, but everybody loves it now. It's become a cult classic. It's and like, then like that's you're it. Missing, though. You're missing the point. Yeah, you're yeah. missing everything about it. Like it was way more complex than that. It's so fucking annoying. It's it's sad because it's like, God, man, like this destroyed. This destroyed a music, a, a musician. Like, like the the fact yeah. that Pinkerton did so poorly, it destroyed Rivers. And I, like, I don't think we've ever, besides Brian Wilson, is the only other person that like kind of went crazy writing music and and couldn't keep up with it. But besides like him, like, there's never well, been Sid a, Barrett. Pink Floyd. Who gives a fuck about Sid Barrett though? Come on, <laughs> that silly boy. A, get out of here. People get love that, out of that, here. That era of Floyd. oh my god. Get out of here. You get out of here. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you can make that comparison. Come on. Yeah, I guess just a musician. It's a fair would, comparison. Uh, get, no, get out of here. That's stupid. That's You're just stupid. hatred you're for only, someone. You're the only Floyd person that like like thinks like their first two albums are are like gospel or something. They're dumb, <laughs> forgettable. Oy. I think Piper. I think Piper is a Oy. great album. Saucer. It's, it's good. Oh, fuck out of here. Boring. So boring tuna. All right, continue. That's it. No, that's all TV you got. Joke. Devotions. Devotion is great, man. It is. <laughs> Lyrically, to me, that this is uh, kind of showing that he's in a relationship with a girl. He's he's just an absolute asshole to her, and she's always there for him. But he's still unsure if he wants her as a girlfriend. And in the end, he's just leading her on. He's just a, a plain fucking asshole in this song. Yeah, lyrically, 
man, it's like, sad. there's <laughs> it's there's sad. there's a hand there's a couple of like really 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 good lyrics here though. He says, "You'll always be my girlfriend, and I'll always be your friend." Be your friend. The oh, way the way so... he phrases both things, "You'll always be my girlfriend," meaning like, I have you exactly where I want you at any moment. If I want us to be boyfriend girlfriend, it's gonna happen. And then he says, yeah. "I'll always be your friend." That's like immediately pushing her away. That's it's such great writing. Like that is phenomenal writing. Such a dick move. Such a dick Catalina move. Wine Mixer. <laughs> All right. So, are we good with devotion? Yeah, do, you, do we want to play it? No, it's fine. We only got two left. We're just we're getting up and leaving in Tragic we, Girl. That's it. We're oh, done. Yeah, huh. We're calling it. So Tragic Girl, that is... A fucking five and a half minute song. That, it's Tragic Girl a banger for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Tragic Girl is my, my 6B and Getting Up and Leaving is my 5B. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. Dude, like so getting what, up what and leaving is, is these like neither of these are, are bangers for me. Um, okay. Getting up and leaving is like crazy popular amongst like diehard Weezer fans. I think it's yeah, okay. Yeah. I think it's fun, but honestly, it is nothing special to me. And I've never, I've never got behind it that much. Tragic Girl, I like more. Like, dude, it's like five and a half minutes and does not need to be. <laughs> <laughs> Way too long. I I do kind of like the 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 history and kind of lore between these two so- or behind these two songs. Um, like getting up and leaving was another one of those songs that was rejected on blue was re- rejected on Pinkerton. The original demos never been released. It's only been played a couple of times. There's no footage of the shows that, that it's been played at. So nobody has ever seen these songs played live except the ones who were there. There's no recording of it. Yeah. Um, which was uh, I I just think that that that's kind of cool and the original demo has Jason Cropper on guitar which is kind of cool too, uh, but on on this particular version this is another one of the songs where where Scott Riebling played played bass on it this is part of the Pink Triangle sessions or the yeah. Pinkerton sessions or whatever you want to call them I don't know, um, but in the end I I think this is a pretty solid song I mean this is like I said this is my five B and this is kind of like um this is something that could have been on Blue in the context of like Buddy Holly. Like this could have been a B side of the Buddy Holly single because it has that that kind of the the mid tempo downstroke and the the you know how Buddy Holly is that dun 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 dun. Yeah. It's just kind of very kind of basic sounding. But then it also has that fifties rock and roll kind of style melody. Like this could have easily been a B side on that particular seven inch or single, whatever you want to call it. So I, I, I think this is a solid song. And then okay. going to Tragic Girl might be my 6B what what is really interesting about this one was some guy named Adam Orth played bass on this song I don't remember why but he did and this song is so obscure that nobody even knew the song existed until 2009 when they were kind of going through the master tapes like literally master tapes and master reels of this of Pinkerton and they came across it and they played it and nobody knew Nobody remembered recording the song except for Rivers. Rivers was the only one who's like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember it, and let's just throw it on. Like, it's like, what the fuck? How do you comp- how do you record this entire fucking song with everything on it and not even remember it? It's just so weird. It's so bizarre. Because <laughs> he's written, like, thousands of fucking songs. It's, it's, like, it's gotten to the point where everyone's like, okay, this is just another Rivers song that he did all but the still, instruments like, on and wrote and completed. Like, you literally record all the all the instrument tracks to tape, mind you, not not just like to Pro Tools <laughs> or Logic. 
you, everything is to tape in in the mid 90s you you mix it you pretty much i don't think they mastered it but they mixed it everything everything's done and then they just tuck it away never to be heard again like not even rivers remembered this song until he, they played it on on the tape didn't even remember it it's like what silly. the fuck a fully silly. full-blown song it's insane <laughs> i love that though i fucking love it but that guy anyway. that guy adam though was 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 with was a part of homie uh rivers side project during the the uh the hiatus after pinkerton oh okay with, with mikey well uh, mikey played bass on that too, there was right? no Matt Sharp played. I mean, it was basically Weezer without uh, Brian Bell because even though he played a little bit on it, it was it was uh, there was a lot of people in, in Homie. It would only last like a year, year and a half. I think only did a couple. There's of only shows like too. there's only like three years between Pinkerton and Green. So it was. I mean, it was just during like the high the hiatus after Pinkerton came out and and, and everything was yeah. fucked for the band and he was going crazy and you know they did this. And I don't know. That's where he's from. Uh, That's where I know him from. I don't know if he's from something else. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. But like I said, like I said earlier, one of the few songs on this this record or B set of B sides that Matt Sharp doesn't play on. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That, that's what I got. That's what I got on those two songs. Unless you have anything else to add, I just I just thought that the story and lore behind these two songs was was really cool. It is, this this is this is a band. The two Rivers has just written so many songs and and. Like the way he writes songs now, and I, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but like if he has a melody in his mind and he thinks, okay, I need a chorus here or this is a good chorus, but I need verses, the way he is like, he has, he's archived his songs on his computer or wherever he does it, um, is, is by, by like, like BPMs or key or, or something like that. So if he thinks, yeah. Like the way his mind works, this is a great chorus, but I need, I need a slower verse, and then he'll just like type into his computer on his spreadsheet. I need a, a verse at fucking, a hundred BPMs in the key of E, and you know seven things pop up for him that he's recorded in the past thirty years, and that's how he that's how he like puts together songs, and it it's it sounds wild. It sounds weird, and it sounds like formulaic, and it sounds like, like, inorganic. You know that's gross. Yeah, but. Yeah. Like they're all his songs. I mean, like he's he's so prolific. Like why not use something that you wrote? And like there's a lot of times you you I mean I do it still to this day. I think like oh that's a cool fucking thing. I want to play that on my guitar when I get home. But by the time I get home, like it's, it's long gone. I'm never think of it yeah. again. Yeah. Rivers will pull over to the side of the fucking road and like because he's a great singer, he'll sing that part that he has in his head into his phone or whatever he does it, and then catalog it later. Yeah, he's just he's. He's such an extremely efficient songwriter. Yeah. Like, he doesn't waste time. Like, if he knows something is good, if he really likes something, he just knows where to put it for later use. Like like you said, just for later use. And it's just it's just an amazing form of efficiency to songwriting that you don't see with, with a lot of musicians or songwriters. Yeah. It's remarkable. It really is. We did it. We did it. Yeah, we yeah, we did it. Did it. All right, unless you got anything else to say, any other supplemental stuff you got? And these aren't these we, aren't all we of touched the, on every song. Yeah, these these aren't all of the B sides from the Pinkerton era. No, the, no, 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 no. By any stretch of the imagination, these are just the biggest ones. These are the ones that were released on on yes a uh, 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 physical format, plus uh, Blast Off, which I, I threw in there yeah. because it has history and necessary listen. 
Exactly, exactly. So so essentially Pinkerton Deluxe. We're we're just doing the deluxe songs yeah. from Pinkerton because everything else off Pinkerton Deluxe are just live versions of good right. life. Pinkerton like Deluxe minus like, the fluff. Yeah. Minus the, the eight or ten different versions of the good life, which is very tiresome. But um yeah, anyway, eventually, like, like we said, we've said throughout this episode, we we want to do an entire episode dedicated to songs from the black hole, that whole story and space opera. But also, I I eventually want to do like breakdown even further of just the other songs from this particular era, from Blue and Pinkerton, as well as Green and so on and so forth. Because now that Rivers has done the whole Weezify app thing, there's a lot more to get into digest and just have a good time with honestly man it's just so so much yeah. music this guy's put out <laughs> the stuff with weezer is almost it's, it's crazy rivers is like the equivalent to music wait wait what am i trying to say rivers is to music what like star wars is to movies like there's just like almost an endless fountain <laughs> of just stuff to just listen to and digest and dissect yeah with, like, with star so. wars it's, it's very it's like physical formats with Weezer. It's just the music, but there's yeah. so but much. It's the same it. idea. It's just yeah. the same idea. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Then let's oh, yeah. uh, rate this record with our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to uh, one is a bad album or yeah, one is a bad album, but you should give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. And like I said, this is just a collection of B sides, but we're still going to rank it this way. Cause who cares? Do so what do you want. got? Go. So like I mean if I if if this was released as is just like this that's that's what my rating is going to be because it's attached to that's, to, yeah. to the Pinkerton Deluxe then I mean it's, it's a perfect 3. I'm 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 giving everything the Pinkerton area a perfect 3. But <laughs> if this like again if this was just by itself then I'd probably do like a I probably do like a like a based on this production quality though like probably a solid 2 honestly because Okay. There's there's stuff here like I mean Blast Off wasn't part of the deluxe but there's other there's other stuff here that just not they're not polished it's 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 B sides it's not polished it doesn't have to be but it's you know that's what I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a two touch it up I understand you know, tighten but button it up okay <laughs> and I'll and I'll rank you higher and and some of these that's songs fair. are not that's are fair. not bangers they're they're okay songs I give it a two I give it two I give it solid two solid too that's that's very fair so with with everything that you just said and we've talked about the last almost i think almost two hours now um <laughs> there's there's a lot of really good songs a lot of really great ideas yes it's a little it's it's fragmented because they are b-sides and that's fine I, i'm just kind of basing this off of the songs themselves not really you know the fact that they were they weren't mixed and mastered the how they should have been um, as kind of a co- cohesive album because this is just a playlist of the B-sides. Uh, I'm going to have to give this a 2.25 because the songs are, they're fucking there, man. They they are really fucking solid. Yeah, a few, a couple of them aren't fully hashed out, but what you have there is just still so good. It's so fucking good. So yeah, a 2.25 for me on, on this one. I, I think it's, I think it's really fucking solid. Okay. Okay. But we got anything else? That's uh, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the podcast. You know, you know the drill. Keep listening. Tell your friends and family. Nope. Give us five stars. And um, yeah, that's it. That's all.
kind of. Are you listening? Um, that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> so you you thought about just going for it, but then you realized you're yeah. not gonna go for it. So you half-assed it. Is what happened. I really, I, I, I didn't even half-ass it. It was like quarter, quarter-assed it. <laughs> Get up, quiet, everybody. Got a long way to go. It's so good. Like you mm-hmm. fucking, are you crazy? How do you not? Are you dumb? How many dumb pills you take today? 